0: Would you stand with me and let's begin to uh, put our request before the Lord. As I came this morning, I brought the uh, request from last week. We print them out, we pray over them in the Saturday morning prayer meeting for men. Two pages of requests came in last week. And if you have a request for a prayer, uh, put it on a card, leave it in the lobby on the table. And uh, we pray over there during uh, this week. But uh, let's remember in prayer... Uh, Pastor Merrill and Leslie, they're uh, having a week off before uh, uh, the middle of summer, and uh, so they made me, made, I, no, that's wrong, I started to say, they made me preach today, that's not what, I, not what I meant to say at all, they asked me, thank you, amen, so I uh, hope they're enjoying that time, and I hope they watched last night and not this morning to hear me say that, tell them they should have gone to church someplace this morning, amen, but anyhow, We have a request here. And if you have a need, uh, we just had a video on, on the importance of prayer for our nation. It's going to be in our message as well. And I just feel we need to take this July 4th, 5th, this weekend and pray. Let's bow our heads. Let's just maybe lift our hands. Whatever you want to do, let's just have a moment of collective prayer unto the Lord. Oh, God, hear our cry in the service this morning, Lord. Lord, we need to pray for our nation at this time, for all the turmoil, all the words, everything that's being done. I pray we'll have the will of God done in our land. Lord, this land was set aside for people to worship you. I pray that a spirit of returning to you, a spirit of worship, might grip hearts will find reality in coming back back to to our relationship with you. Just touch us, Lord, Every request here this morning, I just pray that in the name of Jesus, Jesus, who is all-powerful, we were just exhorted not to forget about him, not to forget what he did for us. Thank you for taking our burdens. Thank you, Lord, for by your stripes we are healed this morning. Let healing flow by your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus that washes away all sin. May we be cleansed, ready for the word this morning, Thank you for a fresh cleansing of the blood of Jesus that you are real in our midst today. Meet every need, every burden that was brought into this place. Lord, there are people even this morning in our service that are in pain or or having problems. I pray you're going to give them a touch from you in this service today. Thank you that we can come to church. Thank you that the doors are open again. We bless your holy name that we're here. Hallelujah. We give you praise, O Lord. You've been so good to us. We have a place to worship, good music, to sing, and play. Thank you, Lord, for the Word of God we're going to hear now. And I pray you just touch every person that wrote a request out last week on all these pages. I just pray, God, that you're going to minister to those needs, our needs today. Thank you that we can share this time of prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in his presence today. Just a reminder, we uh, don't uh, take up an offering because we're not passing the plate uh, from one to another. Uh, the clark, uh, cards are not in front of you. The envelopes are not in front of you. So everybody doesn't touch them, but they are on the table. And there are uh, pins that are clean, uh, cleared out there uh, for your tithes and offerings. It's a box and to put it in out there. Let me just say now, in case I forget it, Uh, First Sunday of every month, we already receive an offering for needy people, uh, just for needs. And uh, during this uh, situation we're having, we have, from the church, uh, been meeting a lot of needs. We have, I think we've already shared with you, three times a week at least of groceries, uh, food being uh, set. And we don't have people get out of their car. Our staff is here, they're in a box. I looked out Friday morning, I think we're here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and from the church door, clear around to the parking lot to Gregory Street, where cars in line ahead of time, waiting for the box of food that could come. So there are people in need, and we want to help meet that need. So there is a needy offering on the first of the month. We won't take that by passing a plate at the end of service, but you can put that on your envelope if you want to, or get another envelope in the lobby and uh, give that and uh, be blessed and uh, I think that's all I needed to say today Uh, so let's move right into the word, look into God's word for our message uh, this morning I really appreciate the brass being here this morning brings back memory when I was young and I used to play and uh, my brother tried to get me to get my trombone out and play I honestly could not get one sound, I blew hot air I blew hot air through my trombone, and nothing came out. Pitiful, pitiful. So I'm glad you guys are still playing. Thanks for bringing your instruments today. It was really a treat on uh, July 4th, uh, July 5th. Looking so to God's Word, I consider it a real privilege and honor uh, to be asked to speak on this 4th of July weekend here at CLC. Um, probably most, many of you know, I was scheduled to be in India at this time. Every June for 25 years, I've gone and taught in the Bible college, uh, preached in a sermon. If I was there this week, I'd be preaching morning and night at the church in Itarsi, but I'm not there. I had a ticket, had my reservation, uh, but of course, all that was canceled. And uh, I don't know if you hear much about India. Uh, you may even be tired of me talking about India, but I go uh, 40, 50 times I've been there. Uh, I'm chancellor of the seminary there, and you may not hear much news about India, but for the last more than two months, they've been under quarantined. I think they're letting up on that now, but the quarantine was kept, uh, enforced by the police. You stayed in your house. You didn't go out, and in our ministry there, we have a Bible college, a seminary. The students could not go home uh, when this happened because they had all bus trips, all trains, there was no way to travel. They had to stay there in their dormitory room uh, in the heat and uh, not go anyplace. And of course we have over 100 children in House of Hope in the orphanage. Uh, they have no place to go. So about 250 people were there and stayed there these two or three months. And they had to provide three meals a day for them so they'd have something to eat for these two or three months. I've been in touch with Dr. Matthew Thomas, and he shared with me that because churches have not been meeting, some of the donations, contributions had fallen off, but he said God has been so faithful to provide every day what they needed. Isn't the Lord good? He's provided anyhow, and I want to give God praise for that. You talk about being hot. Uh, It's miserably hot, about 115 degrees there in the summer. Uh, I remember when, uh, where are you, Luke? Luke's over here. Luke and, and uh, my granddaughter, what's her name? Lauren went. <laughs> Luke and Lauren went. Are you here, Lauren? Where are you? Oh, there's their family in the back. I'm sorry. Don't tell her I forgot her name. <laughs> I didn't really. But they went, and uh, the heat was so bad. They were there to go, first of all, to go see the kids in the orphanage. they teach them songs, play with them play games, have a Bible lesson. They would get up 5 o'clock, 5, 6 in the morning. They would leave the house at 6 o'clock in the morning and meet them going outside from the orphanage so they could play with them. What time do you have to go, like 9 o'clock back to the house? By 9 o'clock it was too hot to stay out. So the kids would be out at 6 o'clock in the morning to play as they came and then taught them courses and so on. Then they would come back and we'd have breakfast. But it was... I want to say hot at that time. I'll refer to that probably a little later. Uh, to, uh, so I'm here this morning instead of India, and I'm glad to be here among our people. It's good to be back in our church. Thank you for having me. So good to be here and to be a blessing, be able to meet again in our sanctuary. What a blessing it is. Just to, I just like getting out and driving here, coming, and uh, being here in church uh, together in our sanctuary and we want to continue to welcome all the people that are watching online. Many people are watching online as well. And they're a part of our service this morning too. And we praise the Lord for that. So we've I've come this far. And uh, I want to say on 4th of July weekend, as a nation, we need, as it says on the screen with the flag, uh, we need to be celebrating our freedom and independence all the way back to 1776. I'm grateful for that, that we live in a land where we have freedom. Let's continue to pray for our land. What a great video that was, to pray for our land. I want to mention that later this morning. We also now have been made aware of, once again, of the voices and the demonstrations of others here in our country who do not feel or don't sense the value and the presence of these blessings that I think many times we often just take for granted. We need to give God praise for our freedom, praise for our worship. I thank God for the church. Hallelujah. And on this holiday weekend, I don't want to go into all of the problems we've been having and have a negative tone by reinforcing the discontent that we've seen, but I felt led as a church this weekend to go in a different direction, and that is to concentrate on God's order. (laughs) And what God wants to do, his leading and his blessing to give us a positive victory for us to experience, to focus on God's direction, on his plan, which we should live and walk in, to experience, have victory, because God's provided and given us this place to live. And I want to thank God publicly. He is good. It's been good. A lot of people don't say it's good right now, but I want to say I'm happy. It's good. Hallelujah. My text for the message this morning is being taken from the Old Testament as I prayerfully considered uh, this for this service. And uh, this verse may be one of the most familiar verses in the Old Testament, at least in Second Chronicles. It's found in Chronicles 7.14. Uh, maybe you don't remember, or maybe you do. Pastor, Pastor Darrell referred to this just last Sunday in passing to this verse. 2 Chronicles 7, 14, where we read, if my people, God's saying, if my people who are called by my name, that's us. If we would do what? Number one, we need to humble ourselves before the Lord. We need to come in humility when we come. Not, not a proud attitude of, look at this, what we've done, what we have, uh, but not being self-sufficient, but cast ourselves on the Lord, thanking Him for what He's done. Come humbly unto the Lord. Then it says, then we should pray. Be on the screen up here behind me. Humble yourself, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Notice here, as I've read, you see on the board, there are four things in this verse that God lays out for us to do. Number one, we are to humble ourselves, we're to pray, We're to seek his face and turn from our ways. Then, look at the next slide. It says, God will do four things. The verse, let's continue to read it here. God's part. He says, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. I will heal their land. We just saw that on the video. I'll heal their land. How we need that today. And the fourth thing God will do is in the next verse. Verse 15 It says, as they dedicated themselves to the Lord, God says, number four, I will open my eyes. My eyes will be open, and my ears will be attentive to every prayer that is made in this place. We just prayed over our needs. Hallelujah. I want to reassure this morning that God's eyes are open and his ears are attentive to our prayers. Let me go over this again, because I want you just to get the really... Get this in our mind. What is our part, four, four parts that we have to do, and then we will have God's blessing. Number one, we are to humble ourselves. Back on the screen. Humble ourselves. James 4 11 says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up. Almost the same thing as Jesus said when he said, If we seek to save our life, we'll lose it. But if we lose ourselves, In Him, we'll find ourselves. If we want to go up, we need to go down. Let's be humble. Let's pray. That's the first thing. Humble yourself. Give yourself to that attitude. Number two, begin to pray more. New Testament even says, pray without ceasing. You say, well, I can't just always talk prayer. I have to say things to other people. I can't just pray. No, we can be in an attitude of prayer, just in a spirit of prayer that we are breathing. God's will to be done. And then turn from ourself that we'll walk in the Spirit. Seek his face, number three. And turn from our ways, number four. And then what will God do? <laughs> I love it. He has four parts. He, <laughs> he will hear from heaven. Hallelujah. We're not just praying nothing happens. He's going to hear from heaven. Because we confess our sin, number two, he will forgive our sins. And I'm standing, oh, how we need this third one. He will heal our land. That's what we saw in the video. Be in prayer that God will bring healing to our land. And number four, he said, your eyes will be open. His ears will be attentive to that kind of an attitude, to that response on our part. His eyes will be open. His ears will be attentive. Notice we, what I want to say is have four things to do to reach out to the Lord And then God promises that he will do four things when he sees that kind of an attitude and seeking of God on our part. I felt led to give you this familiar verse for this day of independence and freedom. We had a slide up there with the flag, independence and freedom, on which our nation was founded. We need to refer to that on this weekend of July 4th. (coughs) For our spiritual lives that we might have God really in reality with us. We will call to him, he will hear our prayer, heal our land, minister to us. You say, well, it sounds so simple and easy, so, so good. We say, yeah, but uh, these are troublesome times. Hey, It's a modern day. You're preaching an old-fashioned gospel in a modern day. There are demonstrations in our nation People are angry, and we feel helpless. Everything's going wrong many times. And uh, there still could be people say, hey, it's not going well for me. It's not going well for us. Second Chronicles 7.14, I believe is wonderful. But <clears throat> it sounds too simple almost. My people call by my name, humble themselves, pray, seek my face. I'll hear from heaven. I'll heal their land. I'll do these things. But I want to take it one step forward. This is not a panacea. This is not a utopia for a good life, so to speak. When I read in the Bible here in Corinthians this verse, I was reminded that I have read different verses in the, in the Old Testament, especially in Chronicles and Kings. Uh, I just finished reading some of that. I really get caught up in what the kings did and served God or didn't serve God. But uh, some of the details... I probably have skipped over. And I don't remember reading the verse before 2 Chronicles 17 or the verse after that until I was preparing this message this week. And I now would like to include or now read that verse just before 2 uh, Chronicles 7.14 and see what God has to say about this. Go back one verse in verse 13 God says to David's son, who is now King Solomon, he tells him, I've heard your prayer, chosen you in this place. Solomon, I've heard your prayer. I've chosen you, given you wisdom, etc." Then God says in that verse, things are going to happen. Let's be realistic. It is happening. Let's not whitewash and come to church, everything's fine, then we go out and face the real world. Things are going to happen. And he said, well, what is going to happen? Verse 13, at times the heaven may be shut up to where there's no rain. In other words, everything might not be perfect in our world all the time. What if there's no more rain for a while? Then what? Second thing, it goes on and says, what if grasshoppers come in and devour your crops? I'll talk about that in a minute. Or number three, what about plagues that come in among you? God just raises a questions here, what if the weather doesn't cooperate as you feel, the effect of the weather? We have no control over the weather, right? And using language from a former agricultural society, he said, what about grasshoppers that could come in and devour the land, our crops? I like the fact that the New King, uh, the New International Version doesn't say grass; it says locusts. What if locusts would come? <laughs> you say, "That seems impossible. That's irrelevant to our world. Is it really?" Somebody told me last week. I think Brother Harry said here this morning. Good to see you, Brother Harry. He's usually preaching in another church. Good to have you. I think you told me that someplace there was a plague of locusts in the Middle East that has swept over Israel that what you said? Italy, Italy. Clear up to Italy. Uh, from Israel to, it went clear to northern Africa. In Egypt, neighboring countries, locusts swarming over the countries. Did God know what he's talking about? <laughs> Maybe locusts are going to come. Um, all those countries have a plague of locusts in our modern world. <laughs> What's all that about? Do you think this is real and serious in our modern world that could happen? I was surprised and shocked last week. Just last week, Fox News reported that these locusts in northern Africa had somehow been able to cross the Mediterranean Sea to Italy, as Brother Harry just mentioned. And they have destroyed thousands of acres of farm crops in Italy. Italy. Italy that's going on right now in our modern world. What did God say? What if there's no rain? What are we going to do? We can't do anything about that if there's no rain. Nothing we can do about it. What if locusts would come and eat our crops? Hey, uh, we live in Chicago. We don't have crops. (laughs) We're not unless you've got a little garden in the backyard. This would be like saying to us this is their financial what they raised was their financial security. What if things financially were seemingly attacking our world and there'd be no more income like we've had? I'm going to be realistic in this message this morning because there are people when this this pandemic came who lost their jobs, were out of work. Some did not get a check. Some get a check for maybe a month, two months. Out of work, they weren't able to even make rent. We're running out of our church in the northwest suburbs food days on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Packing up the gym is still. I ask them, where are you going to put that food when we open the gym back up? Food that people have donated, and we've got it in boxes. The staff comes and takes it to their cars. That's in our suburb that's doing pretty good. No more income like we had. Could say, well, things aren't as prosperous as we had counted on or we had hoped for. Let's get right down to our world right now. God says, number three, what are you going to do if a plague comes that you have no control over? Wow. That is using language we talk about. That is using language that's on the news practically every night. God says, what about things then? What about a plague that we really, they say, have been living with for probably several months? What if a plague would come? In our world, what about weather? Disastrous. Happening in our world. I mentioned the students in India, in their dormitory rooms, couldn't, couldn't get out. Maybe they could go out in the yard. I don't know. But the temperature in India right now was 115 degrees. That's hot. They'd be in a non-conditioned room for months. They can't get out. And uh, talked to Dr. Thomas last week. He was so happy. He said, we had rain, and the temperature went from 115 down to 94. He was rejoicing. <laughs> rain had come and brought the temperature down about 10 degrees. That's hot. What about if it doesn't rain in places? What about a financial collapse, number two? It's happened to numerous people in our area, in our society, since this plague has affected the finances of so many. There are companies that actually have gone out of business. There are individuals, businesses, that are, are either out of business or, or struggling. This is relevant right now, today. And the third thing, weather, your financial thing, what about a plague this is verse 13. This is right from the Word of God, 2 Chronicles 7 13. What about a plague hitting our world over which we have no control? I kind of feel we have no control over what's happening now, but we can't be hopeless. We need to come to church and worship God. He's still on the throne. Hallelujah. What's God's answer in verse 14? If we have a plague in our world that we have no control over, as it says in verse thirty, what's God's answer in verse 14? Even if there's a plague, if my people will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their ungodly ways, God says He will do a mighty work in those people. If they turn to Him, God says, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. I will... Look at this. I will, God said, I will heal their land. I've been praying for that. We need a healing in our nation. God said in the next verse, my eyes and ears will be open to you. Do we ever need that right now for God to come and heal our land? Let's do our four things. What were they? If My people humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their ways, God says, I'm going to hear from heaven. I'm going to answer. I'm going to heal your land. I'm going to let my eyes and my ears. If we do our four things, then God's going to do his four things. For my conclusion today, I want to sum it up with just two words. If and then. If and then. I printed out so you know what they were. If and then. That's my whole message. Two simple words. If my people will do one, two, three three, four. Then, what are we supposed to do? Humble ourselves. Let's not be so self-sufficient, so proud. Let's submit to the Lord. Let's put ourselves down before the Lord. Humble ourselves and just have an attitude of praying. Let's get in the spirit of prayer. Pastor Darrell said, I think a week or two ago, let's turn this into a house of prayer. Let's pray. Seek his face in earnest. Turn from our ways that are not pleasing to the Lord. And then he says, I'm going to come and hear what you're saying. I'm going to forgive your sins. I'll open my eyes, my ears to your cry, and I will heal your land. As I said before, we need that more than anything today. How we need him to hear and to listen and to forgive and to heal our land. Let's call on the Lord. Amen? There's a call for prayer going out like we've never heard before. Pastor Darrell saying, let's turn this into a house of prayer that God could heal our land, heal our lives, heal our world. If and then, if we do our part, let's turn to God wholeheartedly and then see God turn toward us with favor and blessing. Can we just bow our heads right now and our hearts? And call on the Lord and let's pray.